sure everything is recording. Mike, one last ride. <laughs> Let's do it one last one ride. Last ride. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh, <he's hopping> <laughs> <laughs> when you change your own wiper fluid, yeah. <laughs> when you change your own windshield fluid. <laughs> When you change your wiper (laughs) (laughs) When you just rotated your tires (laughs) Take a picture with the fam (laughs) It's so sad (laughs) Starting from fade to black (sighs) Alright There we go Alright so we are going in Seconds And in five Four, three, two. What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV related news and topics. I'm your host, Anthony King. And as usual, sitting to my left is my co-host, Adrian. And of course, sitting in control room is our technical director, Mike Cards. Good evening, everyone. Oh, man. Sorry, that one one snuck in. (laughs) I was good. And then as soon as I was about to talk. Yeah, I just came right in. Well, besides for Mike, how are you doing, Adrian? You sleepy too? (laughs) A little tired, but you know what? I still got the, I still got about another hour left. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, we're doing two back to back, man. Yes, yes. So it's gonna be a very late night for us. Yes. But let's get started over with the film news because there's a lot of stuff to talk about. So first we got Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh. about Black Adam. Profits aren't doing as good as what you expect, especially from a rock film. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. You mean no one wants to go see The Rock for the sixth time in the year? (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about this off. uh, Last night, we were talking about that. Yeah, last night. It has a movie for every season. It it feels like you say there's like a rock fatigue now, right? It's a rock fatigue because Tarantino was complaining about there's no rock, there's no movie stars. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is not true. There's movie stars, and we can consider The Rock being a movie star, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, but right the problem is, like, star. back in the day, when you saw a Schwarzenegger film, there's like maybe one or two a year, and that's it, right? Yeah. Which means if you heard, oh, Schwarzenegger's coming out with a new film, all right, let's go watch it. Now it's like, well, every other month we got a new Rock movie. Every other month is like, well, this Kevin Hart and The Rock. All right, let's, I guess. Yeah. So what we have with Black Adam, it seems like it's poised to lose about anywhere between fifteen to a hundred million dollars. Wow. Jesus Christ. How crap. Ever there is a um so over with Dwayne Johnson and New Line Cinema, there is someone who was talking about they had a press conference and someone over from New Line Cinema basically had a state like, no, it's not like fully losing between that much money. Mm-hmm. And they did state that they will be netting in anywhere between 52 to 72 million dollars. Jeez. However, as a blockbuster. And a rock film to only be making anywhere between fifty million dollars after you went up against what was the budget almost two hundred million? Yeah, which is supposed to be also a major uh, superhero film. Yeah, it's like nothing. That's really nothing. So yeah, so we got Black Adam rep Johnson uh, Johnson's biggest solo opening statewide was sixty seven million. Uh, it's kind of weird. Like they'll come out like no 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 we made money. Don't worry about yeah. it. We've made money on this. 
Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> is, is this, okay, you made money, but did this actually live up to the numbers you were expecting to make with your predictions? Dude, no way. The amount of money they put into merchandise and toys. I think they were expecting this to be like an easy six to seven hundred million. Because they thought yeah. with it being a comic book movie. Yeah, comic book movie. You have The Rock, established Warner Brothers, Warner DC. Brothers. They, I think they just literally thought it was going to be easy money. And on top of that, they actually had pretty good actors in the film itself. Yeah, I mean, they even brought Pierce Brosnan to play Dr. Fate. Yeah. And that's like perfection right there. Yeah. But somehow, what does Shazam do? Now that's it. It came out after Shazam. Yeah, Shazam did. Yeah, how did Shazam do? I think Shazam did a little bit better, didn't it? So Shazam box office was three hundred and sixty-one million. That's the first Shazam. What about the second one? Already come out? Uh, let's see. No, I don't think so. No, it's not out yet. Okay, it's not come out yet. Yeah, but. Just to show that, you know, Shazam, which is considered a, let's be honest, a no-name character uh-huh. to the uh, mainstream audience. Mm-hmm. So here you got the difference. You got Shazam, which has 366 million, and Black Adam, which is 385 million sitting. Now minus the budget. Which was, what was the budget for that? It was about almost, I think it was almost $200 million, right? Yeah. I think it was always 200 yeah, anywhere between 195 to 230 million oh, wow. was yeah. the budget. Wow. Yeah. So and on the paper with advertising, it still shows that they even haven't broken even yeah. yet. What about uh Shazam real quick? I'm just curious. You gonna send his budget? Yeah. That's terrible, man. That really is. hundred million. hundred million. Come on. Yeah. So that's serious heavy loss for Black Adam. Yeah, dude. So moving past that, though, we have over here is there is a big problem with Oscar films. They aren't money makers. No. These Oscar bait movies, these uh, the highbrows, Mm -hmm. they aren't drawing in audiences. Yeah. And this is the thing where it's been slowly, slowly becoming more prevalent. Like remember back when we used to see the Oscars back in early 2000s, 90s, it was basically, you had your Oscar films and you had your blockbusters and they're almost synonymous with each other. Oh yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. I remember like Tom Hanks winning an award mm-hmm. and like, Oh shit, I got to watch that movie right now. Mm-hmm. I got to yeah. go see that movie. It was like a, it was a tangible amount of movies for you to digest. Yeah. To be like, okay, like this is some serious movies. I got to check these ones out. Yeah. But now that's there's like a serious movie every like two weeks. Well, it's not, it's not even just like the seriousness. It's like it's how many of the block, how many of the films that are being noteworthy for Oscar bait even track the attention of a wide audience, like a, a broad audience. The only one that caught me was the one with um. Oh gosh, what is the name of that movie? It was like the Irish, the Irish one. Irish one. Irish. Yeah. Damn, what the hell was the name of it? Was it called the Irish? No, it was uh, Banshee? Yes, the Banshees of the Inertian. It's yeah. A, it's a black comedy. Yeah. Or sorry, not black comedy. A dark comedy. Dark comedy. Sorry, I got it. So yeah, it's a dark comedy with uh Colin Farrell and the other actor. I can always forget his name. Um but were, you, but were you drawn to him because of an Oscar film or Brandon because Gleason. of the actors in it? No, I was actually drawn to because of like the way the preview set it up. It was like. But you weren't. But what I'm trying to say is, were you drawn to because of it's an Oscar winning film 
or because it's on its own looks like a good film. No, it looked like a good film because the way that it was set up was <laughs> like these guys are friends, and then the dude, what's his name, Brendan Brendan Gleason, mm-hmm. yeah, suddenly decided I don't want to be friends anymore, and he was like, why? <laughs> and, that, and that's just the entirety of the of the whole movie. Yeah, but it's like you see how it is. It's it's yeah. a very simplistic surreal plot. Yes. So it's very cheaply made and it's very simplistic storyline that's to the point of something very dark and meaningful to like a very s- small like number of people. Yeah. But it doesn't relate to like a wider, broader audience. A lot of these films are usually for like minority groups. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the issue. It's not making money, which... Back when we were younger, a lot of the films that you heard, like, oh, yeah, you know, Catch Me You Can, Oscar work, like, you know, Oscar bait, he won all these awards. You got to see it because it's a really entertaining film. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something everyone can enjoy, but you don't get that anymore. No, no. because I'm mean, like, most of these, to me, okay, these, the movies I've looked, I like just looked at over online and whatever mm-hmm. it is, they always like in the Midwest, do some teenager. Pretty much things like I have no interest in. You can't relate to that. It's some like coming of age story. Yeah. Coming of age story. It's about someone with disability. It's coming out with someone with a hardship. Like I don't really care. Like you have like licorice pizza that didn't do very well. Mm -hmm. But then you also kind of had like interesting movies like um, Nightmare Alley. I haven't seen it. Yeah. But it looked very visually appealing. So I was like, oh, it drew my curiosity. Mm -hmm. But, but still, yeah, there's... But the main... I mean, honestly, to me, the main reason is because of theater prices. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, theater that's prices. I mean, let's be true. honest. If you're spending 18 bucks on a, on a movie... You want like, to see something flashy. You want, Yeah. I mean, let's say when we go to the movies to see something new, we're paying for, you know, not only to watch in a you know, large screen, uh-huh. but to hear it in, in a high quality audio with a, you know, 10.1 surround sound. Yeah. Do we want to essentially waste our money on watching two people talk or do we want to watch some car explode and a helicopter fly above us? And then you can wait like a few months later for that movie with two people talking to yeah. end up on streaming. Which you can either watch on your TV or put some headphones on and like, all right, mm-hmm. good enough. And that is, yeah, I definitely agree. That is a big issue that is, it's no longer worth paying to yeah. go to the movies to see those type of films. Because I'm honestly, if it doesn't make me laugh or doesn't like all put me in like an excitement for an action film, mm-hmm. like I said, you're at a movie theaters for the experience. Yeah, yeah. You you want to have a experience. Yeah. And if there's nothing that's really catching your attention, or if it's just something like, yeah, you want to learn about the subject matter, but you know, it's you can easily learn that anywhere. You can easily wait for streaming to come on. There's no point in going to theaters to see these films. What's well, uh, yeah. God damn, Mike. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I, I yeah. I want to watch something entertaining. Yeah. And that's yeah. why that one drew drew me to it, the Banshees, mm-hmm. because it looked entertaining. And let's be honest, most of these films are they even really advertised? Do you see no. trailers for them? Do you I see know. marketing? Like, here's one that I was didn't even know until it was actually mentioned right here. It is. It was actually kind of like almost like an. A biography mm-hmm. of um, of Steven Spielberg. Really? Yeah. Really? Almost, almost like a biography, where it's like the character that's that's in the movie is playing a similar lifestyle to Steven Spielberg, and it's called the Fablemans. Hmm. Okay. And 
and what it's about is talking about right here is a uh, epic size or relatively downsized as Steven Spielberg picture reveals something about him or at least the Hollywood version. So it's no surprise that there's something familiar about his tender autobiographical reverie, the Fablemans. Okay. And so it's kind of, and it follows a kid named uh, Sammy Fableman, who's a stand-in for Steven Spielberg, because it's about how the fuck do I do? It's about a kid mm-hmm. who's a filmmaker. Okay. And so, what did Steven Spielberg do in his childhood? He made films. He made films. And okay. so it's, and I, so it's just an autobiography standing really. Pretty, right. Pretty much like it's like the way they described it. It's based on Steven Spielberg's adolescence okay. and it came out. Oh, so it already came out. It came out. It's budget was 40 million and it only collected 5.7, but I haven't seen any of this I anyway. Seen, I haven't yeah, even it, heard of it. I've never even heard of it. That's the thing. Exactly. So like I said, they don't advertise these don't. movies. I yeah. would have gone to see this. Mm-hmm. It sounds cool. It sounds interesting. And I love Steven Spielberg. He's one of my favorite directors. And I think it is one of those things we talked about earlier. It's like when it comes to advertising, so we you see the Marvel films, you see the DC, you see, you know, the it's so Fast saturated. It's so oversaturated that you don't see any of these being marketed out. I mean, yeah. they could, they honestly could even be forking up a lot of money for marketing, but it just honestly could be getting drowned out by everything else. Yeah. I think it's where it's being, maybe where it's being marketed to, mm-hmm. because I mean, for all we know, they could be marketed to, like I said, I've never even heard of this one. Yeah. They could have been marketed out to, you know, on YouTube, but put it into the wrong algorithm altogether. Yeah. Or, you know, because let's be honest, most of us are on streaming services. That's all we are on. Mm-hmm. We're on in our, and we don't watch TV. So if they are marketed on TV, chances are got lost in there as well. Like, yeah. like here's another one that wasn't mentioned. I never heard this one until I read this, and and I now that I read this, mm-hmm. I remember seeing a small like two seconds of a marketing preview for it. It's called She Said. You ever heard of this? Nope. nope. Okay. Director Maria Schrader directs this adaptation of the book about reporters' efforts to document sexual sexual harassment by Harvey Weinstein. Oh, wait. Okay. I think I've heard this one. It's almost like a President's Men type, like newspaper article thriller. Basically how the end comes. Okay, I see that. I I actually remember hearing about this, but not through any advertisements. I heard it through a different news article. And it's a Universal thing, a film too. That's why. Yeah. That's why I'm surprised. Yeah. Universal's known for forking out advertisements. That's why I'm like, why have I not seen this? Like, this sounds. It sounds like one of those movies where it's like, oh man, it's gonna get deep, and we're gonna feel very uncomfortable. But at the same time, you know, it's gonna be a good fucking movie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Spotlight. Remember how Spotlight was? Yeah. It's uncomfortable, but it's a good. Damn good news. Spotlight was another one that wasn't even heavily marketed out until the word of mouth made it successful. Yes. They, that was, I remember that was like super late marketing for Spotlight too. Yes. That's the one thing I, I honestly I haven't seen in a while is sleeper films. Have not seen those in a while. It's crazy because that one isn't even, I feel like it's not even a sleeper film. It wasn't even up for an Oscar. It won. Yeah. It won. But what I'm like, talking about is like. Back the word of mouth sleeper word of mouth films. Oh, yeah. Like I think the last word of mouth sleeper film I saw was A Quiet Place. Mm. I think that was yeah. the last sleeper sleeper film I saw. I or, think so, yeah. Or here's even another one. Devotion. You ever heard of that one? Nope. nope. 
it apparently this is one of the trailers that showed with Black at Black Panther, to, supposedly at certain theaters. Okay, Jonathan Majors stars in this as U.S. Navy's first black aviator in this drama. Yes, remember we it was on, it was on. Oh, her. okay, yeah, I remember we did see that. Yeah, yeah. okay, it already came out. See, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I don't realize these okay. films are coming out. I Cost saw. Off. Okay, I've seen um, on the freeway. You know the advertisement on. Um, forgot they're called already. Billboards. The billboards. The billboards, but the uh, the let the electronic ones. Okay. Oh, like the LED boards or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On um, my way to work, I see that every day. I honestly don't. I didn't even think that was a movie. <laughs> I did. thought that was either a TV Ad series or, or a con of some yeah. sort. Okay. Because it showed or a military um, advertisement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. honestly what I thought. It was either a, a TV movie ad or a con. One mm-hmm. or the others. That's it. Like its budget was a hundred million, only generated fourteen. Yep. And that's that's basically nowadays every type of like Oscar bait worthy film. It's gonna be like that. And I think we did draw on a big issue. It's just ticket prices and of course just terrible advertising but before we get fully locked into this topic we do need to fully move over to a last bit of film news before we go over to our main subject Mm -hmm. so they released a small clip of the super mario bros film yes yes they did do you guys see that one yes Yes. what do you think of that it actually looks really good good. looks really good it's very it's full like here, look at that. Look at that little illustration. Mm-hmm. That's the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm-hmm. The the nice blend of just how uh, to describe that. I mean, okay. I just, it, it would, you have everything about the game all happening at once, being yes. incumbent. Okay. It, it, uh, honestly, this is like one of the things that I rarely, when I said that, it needs to please everyone. Yeah. The mainstream mm-hmm. audience and the video game audience. Uh-huh. Video game audience it has captured everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mainstream audience. It got all the little charms in there. The sound design by itself. It's great. Yeah. yeah. And it has really colorful for kids. <laughs> so everyone's happy. That is true. true. That is very That's true. a lot of colors. A lot of it's colors. So, so much color. So everyone's happy on this one. So. so this will be the perfect movie to sit down for the baby just to keep it distracted. It's a perfect movie for the kids to sit down and get them distracted. It's probably going to be a good movie just to watch in general whenever you're bored and you want to sit down and watch a good film. Like, it's it's hitting all the notes and beats to make it as broad as possible for the mass general audience. Yeah, and you, and also perfect for the gamer and knowing his girlfriend, like, hey, hey, fire flower. The fire flower. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Oh, we got the fire flower. Oh, shit. What's, what's the name of the, the raccoon? The t- his tanuki. tanuki. Oh, my God, the Tanuki. Oh it's a Tanuki. Like, even got, like, the sound noises. Of them going down the yeah. pipe, the brick layout, the bricks, like it, they're shoving everything about right the game. in your face. But to me, they did a the music so far. So far, the music, I mean, looks and everything I, is like the way it's laid out. It's modernized. It's digital. It's illumination. But at the same time, it's like game accurate, cube shaped, mm-hmm. almost like harsh cut. But at the same time, mixed in with like the soft edges, like everything about it just looks good. Yeah, good. Like it looks very visually, visually good, appealing. Like we'll have to wait to see if the plot's but, gonna be good. Will it be good as? It will it be as good as the original one. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Bowser is not in human form. They they have to at least throw it. A jab at the original one. Somewhere in this movie, there has to be a jab at the original film. 
Please. There's please. no possible way you can make this and not make fun of the original first nah, attempt. There's no way. Oh man, that's it's like I said, everything about this is great. Mm-hmm. It looks at least I'm gonna say what, what it looks like at least. Mm-hmm. We'll wait until the movie comes out, but uh now here's a question I want to ask you guys. Hmm. How do you feel about films doing this more often where they're showing you a clip? Like, do you guys remember the old standard ways of how films used to advertise themselves? You had your teaser, your trailer, and then your final trailer. Yes. And that was the thing. And that's no longer really the formula anymore. Now it's It's changing. It's teaser, trailer, second trailer, third trailer, (laughs) and then your final trailer. No, and then about like maybe three to five little 15 second, 30 second spot. Yeah. Then if you combine them all together, you get an entire film. <laughs> Basically. You got the whole film. You just dude, put all those scenes together. Dude, that's why for a while I told you I gave up on watching trailers. Because it showed everything. Because it showed everything. Yeah, I kind of gave up on them now, but. <laughs> yeah. But, so before we fully get into this topic, we're going to have a quick shout out from our sponsor, Audible. That's right. Audible, the leading provider of audiobooks. They have over 180,000 books to choose from. This week, I'm reading... How to shoot video that doesn't suck. Advice to make any amateur look like a pro by Steven Stockman. So visit www.audioaudibletrial.com forward slash redband for a 30 day free trial. You get one credit good for any premium selection title you like yours to keep forever. The Audible catalog also contains podcasts, audiobooks, guide wellness, and Audible originals. So go check out www.audibletrial.com forward slash red band. That's right. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash R-E-D-B-A-N-D red band. Now getting on to this topic. How do you feel about the formula being fully changed for advertisements where you're just getting blasted with like trailer, 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 trailer. We showed about three fourths of the movie and now you get to see whatever's left. I personally, I don't like it when, like I said, before we talk about like when there aren't showing enough trailers for any movies. Mm-hmm. Now with there's other movies where they show way too many trailers, mm-hmm. like, for, like, like I'm on YouTube all the time and I would get the same trailer for the movie over and over again. To the point where I don't even want to watch the movie because I was like, "Yeah, you already seen it. You've yeah, seen seen it. it. Yeah, you've seen it too many times." And you're like, "Oh!" And then even though it's like that could be that could be footage that was shot differently, like that was just like extra footage that was just thrown in there. Like it's probably not even actually going to be in the movie. The fact that like the scenario and the scenery and everything else is still matching, like mm-hmm. you're pretty much got a grasp of what's going to happen. Yeah, pretty much. They no, tell, you do. They yeah. tell you the plot, and then they show you clips. Then if you take clips from other, you know, from other trailers, teasers, whatever it is, like, or oh, you got the entire film laid out. Yeah, which happened with what Spider Man, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, they so yeah, so with Spider Man No Way Home, that final scene in the trailer where you had the three Spider Mans and then the villains jumping at each other. Yes, they did make a mistake over with the Chinese version for the Asia version for that trailer, which. They kept that scene going for a little too longer. So you get to see, because in the trailer, they you don't see the other Spider-Man. You get to see uh, Tom, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and then the three villains. 
How? Because they edited out both uh, Toby and um, Andrew. Yeah. However, when that scene kept going for a little too long, you get to see um, Lizardman's head kind of get knocked down. Yes. Like he got kicked in the head. Yeah. And now it's the first thing that they mess up. They ruined to reveal that there was the other two Spider-Men. And then it was just downhill from there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I think that point they just gave up and they just started releasing like all these clips and trailers at that point. Yeah. And, and they no. were really showing most of the movie. Yeah, and that's what you get for, I mean, I'm not sure it's because of the audience of nowadays where the, I guess, TikTok audience, where they have short attention span, mm-hmm. where they need to show everything at once just to, you know, get your attention. No, I th- I think so, kind of, but like, it's, it's funny how it's like reverting because trailers, when they first came out, it was this. They yeah. literally tell you the entire plot of the movie i'm talking about those old trailers in like the 40s and 50s well they'll literally tell you who's all acting in it what their roles are playing and they'll literally give you like a full synopsis of the entire film within the trailer yeah but that back then you only got like five films a year exactly exactly so then things progressed and moved so now they're like okay we don't want to show you everything we kind of want to be subtle and sneaky and show you cool images but not really give you a hint of what you're watching remember that that started slowing up like coming up i'll say like in the 80s yeah that started becoming a thing now we are reverting back to we're gonna show you everything about the film so you know what you're watching because you're not going to get any hint of excitement or thrill or anything shockingly new no surprises which I kind of like, I really hate. That's, I hate that so much. Cause I, 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 when I go to the theaters, I like being surprised. Yeah. I like going, oh shit. But now I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You know who's the most offensive with this? Comedies. When they throw all their oh, best jokes yeah. in the trailer. That's the worst. That yeah. is the worst. Cause then, oh man, cause you need I, them. You needed to hook the audience to be like, hey, we should go see that. Mm-hmm. But then you already heard the jokes. Exactly. Dude, and you figure out like, okay, that, those were the best jokes of the film. Yeah, those I were the rarely, funniest moments. Dude, this one thing's like, I rarely when go to theaters and hear, see a comedy where I just like bust out laughing because it's like the main jokes are being told. Mm-hmm. Or I already see that joke coming. That's the problem. Let me ask you guys something. Are you guys a trailer guy or teaser guy? Teaser. I like the teasers a lot better. You like the teasers? Yeah. What about you, Mike? I'd probably say trailer. Your trailer, but I li- limited only to two. So max. So you want two the old max. way? So you wanted the teaser, the first teaser, where you get the little taste of like what you might be watching. It's more of the mood or feel of the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you get that first trailer, which it kind of gives you a general idea of what the movie's about, but no synopsis, no plot summary. Yeah. And then the last final trailer, which kind of shows you a little bit extra clips that you haven't seen that are just juicy enough to catch your attention to fully submit I, you want to go. I'm okay. I'm a teaser trailer guy, but unfortunately, I'm talking about like the old school teaser trailers oh, yeah. where they showed a clip of like when it was still mid production kind of clip. <laughs> oh, you're talking about like those teaser trailers. Like you're about to get like the new Pokemon movie and then the scene opens up to a dark room and then you see like a Pokeball kind of like come into the light. Oh and yeah. And then that's it. You get a date. Yes. That's <laughs> you're, it. you're talking about that. Well, I, and you're like, I enjoy oh those. shit. Cause those bring me hyped up. Those are the most height worthy though. That is very true. Cause you don't know what you're watching until yeah. that that subtle ending and you're mm-hmm. like, Whoa, it's the movie. It's the movie. Oh, the yeah. talking about. It's oh, finally happening. Yeah. Honestly, like, like my favorites, t- like 
all-time teaser trailer, uh, teaser trailer yeah. was for Naked Gun 2 um, simply because it was so popular they had to add it into the film. And it was that one scene where they're doing the uh, uh, the sex scene where he takes off his shirt and ends up being like a really buff guy. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. That scene was actually part of a teaser that was never intended to be in the film at all. But the director said they got so much hype from it that like we just showed it in the film. Yeah. We had to make it work. And like I, I remember teasers were even a huge thing where a shitty movie with a good hook of a teaser got you going into it. I was one of the many hundreds of thousands of people who saw that first teaser for Cloverfield, which had no name. It just had the date, 1-18-08. I was hooked. I was Which so one was that one? What was the teaser? I'll show you. I'll show that. It's, it was so simplistic. It was so easy. It literally didn't even give you the name. It just gave you the date. Here it is. Very terrible quality. Just J.J. Abrams. That's right. I forgot he did that. Yeah. Shit. It's just very simple clips. You got the explosion. They're running around. See? I remember the statue... The oh, Statue of Liberty. Right. Yeah, Matt Reeves. Oh, shit. Yeah, that part. Yeah, that, that's what got everyone. We're like, what the fuck? But afterwards, you just see that, and then it just shows the date that the movie will release. one Damn. And I was like, what is this? What the fuck did I just watch? Because they didn't even give me the movie. Is the movie called one What's happening? Yeah, now that's See, that's old school it, marketing where it's it just done that way. It's done. It hooked you because they gave you no information. Yeah, but nowadays I think it's just it comes down to like short attention span. We're like, we need that information right now. We need it all. We need it all, or else we won't watch it. But then we're ruined by the information. Yeah, it's it really does ruin you when you get too much. Yeah, it ruins the uh, kind of takes away the magic. It does. It really does. Like, is there, do you guys have like a teaser trailer that really stood out to you guys that you even remember to this day? Like, dude, this got me hooked. Weirdly enough, it wasn't a teaser trailer, but it was a trailer. Mm -hmm. And it was actually Star Trek. Which one? Into Darkness. Into Darkness, okay. I remember because the trailer was like almost five minutes long. Okay, see, yeah. So that's what I was going to about to bring that up because Star Trek Into Darkness I was so hooked up on the teaser. And then when they showed the trailer and they showed everything, even to the point where he says, I'm con. I was like, dude, come on. Like you really showed everything about this film, but you still liked it. Yeah, I still liked it. Okay. See that stuff. Like when I'm shown too much, I don't know. I, I, I do lose interest. Yeah. I do slowly lose interest if I'm shown too much. Like I've like, you guys saw me actively avoiding uh, the Batman. Yeah, you were literally avoiding it like the plague. Any type of advertisement, any picture, anything. Yeah, because honestly, because I love the. When I go see a movie, I like being surprised what I see. I like being I like being drawn in because honestly, it's one of the things I miss as a kid is where you know you watch a movie and like holy fuck something just happened and yeah you have no way of knowing you know 
there was essentially, you know, the internet was limited back then. So, you know, you didn't get spoilers right away. You didn't, you know, uh, half the time you didn't know what actors were in the film itself other than the main ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, since you have, you know, all all this information available and they tell you the character names, they tell you this, that, and it's like, well, you find out who's in the film, what they're playing, who, what's going on. And when you go into the film, it's like, oh, like I already know who's, you know, who's who. Yeah. I know what, what, uh, what characters will be brought in. So for me, it's the Batman was like, if I shut my ear, which literally you guys saw me was, I would close my ears and bring my hat all the way down to my eyes. Oh yeah, didn't we watch a movie and then the Batman trailer started playing in yes. the theaters and I just see you like I close like this, up. I'm like, that, I'm like that, I'm like, nope. It's like, I'm not watching anything of it because I don't want to, I don't want to hear anything of it. I could have sworn I did something like that for some other movie. Uh-huh. I was doing that for a lot of films. After which, after the Batman, I gave up on that. I was like, there's no way avoiding this. It's, Unless it's, like it's a really good film that I really want to watch, I'll do that again. Well, me and you, Mike, we did get spoiled for Doctor Strange for the Illuminati stuff before we even saw the movie, yeah. remember? Because everyone was posting a blast of that. Yeah. Well, I avoided that one. Yeah. I, I somehow skated that one by like I sk- I was mad about that. I was, I was really like, upset. Damn, you're really gonna you're really gonna post a post up a pivotal moment like that? Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck? One of the very few things they did not ruin in their trailers. And then other people had to ruin that. Dude, that's yep. the that's the magic of the internet, dude. That's just they don't care. People oh, yeah. don't care. <laughs> they don't give a shit. They really don't. But I don't know. Like, do you think this is gonna be like a problem into the future with like trailers and teasers not being able to hook people or get their attention? Or is that something that just because no, we're filmmakers or us, we're very because, enticed into films themselves and trailers and no the teasers? I mean, the trailers have to happen because I remember that Spider Man was originally gonna go with that plan. Yeah, was with teaser only and no trailer. And they they, they bailed on that. Pal- they bailed on that idea so fast. Yeah, because they were trying to just build up. A, they were going to work on pure hype, and that's it. But that doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we live in a world where it's just like you have to have those things. You have to have the teaser, four trailers, the the fifty like twenty fifty second clips. Oh, the the remix song. <laughs> that's the new thing oh now. Oh my god, that's my other gripe. Yeah, that is yeah. my other gripe I've had with that. And and an instance of that is the Last of Us trailer. Yeah, where I'm like, okay, cool, Last of Us. I'm still kind of iffy, and it looks pretty cool and whatnot. And I saw an edit on somebody on what they did, and they put the original soundtrack, a remix of the original soundtrack of the game in it. Yeah. And then you, you saw the real. And one. then we watched the real one from HBO. And what did they put? They put a remix version from Take on Me. Aha! Uh-huh. Aha's Take on Me. Yep. Like <laughs> this is a game about a guy who's delivering essentially cargo of a surrogate daughter that he's now adopted into his emotional state to fill the void of his then dead daughter that was killed. During the beginning stages of this massive outbreak. And you want to jam down to. And I know the exact moment when marketing was like, okay, let's try and break it down to try and get the right song. Okay. So he's taking on a task that is near impossible, but also taking on the extra emotional cargo. I got it. Take on me. (laughs) Throw some drums in it and we're fucking good. I mean, not that bad of idea. I mean, Jordan Peele did it with uh, I Got Five on it. Yeah. 
There you go. I think that was acceptable where like no one really expected it from a rap song. Yeah. So it worked in that way. And he got away with that. But you got to admit, it's so over flooded in the market now. Dude, it's yes. like I say, when Tomb Raider had Survivor, um, 300 had War Pigs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like they just like take a pop song, slow it down, <laughs> add some drums behind it. And there we go. Make yeah. it a little dark. You're good. I'm kind of tired of it now. You're getting tired of that? Like before it was cool. Now, now it's overdone. It's overplayed and it's almost like every trailer now does it. They had to find some song to remix. It's, it's a combination of like just, they need a nostalgia and Hans Zimmerman to hop in there. (laughs) They need those two things. I miss the days where like you had like this epic orchestra of just playing I gotta admit, I don't miss the epic orchestra trailers anymore. I kind of miss that. I try like listen. Remember, I used to be a big thing into listening to trailer music. Yes. I don't listen to like Two Steps from Hell. I don't listen to them anymore from immediate music. I don't. I I really did over got overdrawn with the huge epic orchestra. I kind of got tired of that. What I really like is something that really matches the feel and the mood of the film and it could be somber. It could be dramatic. I just don't want everything the same. I think that's my issue. When we get one good thing, everyone tries to follow the same thing and everything becomes the same. I mean, unfortunately that's how Hollywood works, dude. That's like, if one thing works, that's got to work for everyone. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. Like the new one, that's kind of a thing that I enjoyed when it first happened. And I'm even starting to get tired of it is the trailers hitting everything on beat. Yeah, I was sucker for that. Still, I'm not gonna lie. You still the sucker for I'm that? Still sucker for that one. Whenever they do on beat, I'm like, yep, that's I'm watching that movie. Mm-hmm. Like you know what we're talking about, Mike? Like where every movie, like movement, every action is like it's on the beat of the song. Yes. Uh, yeah, the Black Panther one, the, the latest one did that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. One instance that I think about as well is that they did that for uh, Dead Man's Chest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. See that one? Like I'm even slowly starting to get tired of that. Slowly. Like, it's still kind of cold if you can get it right. Mm-hmm. But I know everyone's going to be doing that. So give it like another two, three years, and it's just going to be every trailer hitting on beat. Yeah. The one thing I'm, I'll say I am tired of is the hip-hop track. The hip-hop track? Yeah. The hip-hop track mixed with, like, the orchestra. You know what so, I'm talking about? So pretty much Creed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where it has, like, the the like the like the strings, then it will have the hip-hop track right, coming right behind it. Yeah. I could definitely say that. Is there like, before we close out, is there any type of new way you want to see trailers kind of progress or evolve into? Fuck that. Bring back the old comic, the, the, the movie voice guy. Movie voice guy. Uh, Bring him back. I'm over that. You're over that? Bring him back, man. I want, I want to see my movies again where this guy just talking, where there's talk. In a world where nothing matters. (laughs) I need this guy talking, then dialogue from the film. Talking, dialogue from the film. One brother meets another brother. Can you imagine it being for like Oscar bait movies? Get, I know we said friends we, decided. We played it before, not. but played the what's called was it double take or what was it? Uh, oh, double take. Yeah, yeah. That was perfection when it came to. Anytime we think about movie uh, trailer voiceover guy, I always think about double take. The, just the he says something, they respond. He says something, they respond. Right here. Stockbroker Daryl Chase was on top of the world. You are the man. Nothing can touch me today. <laughs> but he's about to go to the top. Sorry, me, Daryl. Ah! 
You see how it does that trade yeah. back? Voice narrator. Dialogue from the film. Voice narrator. Another dialogue from the film. Voice narrator. <laughs> Do I see how it keeps juggling back and forth? Do I? Who are you? His only way out. You gotta get out of New York. Is for Wall Street. Don't talk to anybody. You see? <laughs> what? Literally every other word. Yeah. The only way out. Don't talk to anybody. Is to get out. <laughs> I'm serious. Be safe. From the city. Oh my God. Catch a cab. And. <laughs> see? Like Jesus. Dude, I missed that. I missed that right there. That was. I don't. Because then if you bring back then, then you got to bring back that type of techno trailer music. Go back a little bit and listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that was. Of the most wanted list. No, I'm in trouble. They think I killed two cops. I can't. I can't. <laughs> you can't go back to that. I can't because you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of family-friendly like movies where it's like, but you you're the family-friendly guy. You went from being the only dog in the park to now head of the pack. Coming this fall, it's Family Dog. And then it's like some stupid ass one liner. Yeah, you are the family friendly guy. That's your audience. They're trying to they're trying to advertise to you, Mike. I'm family friendly, but not corny ass family friendly. <laughs> okay, there's a difference. There's a difference in that. And the corny ass family friendly I don't like is like Smurf shit. Or what was the one that like uh Kevin Spacey did where his mind was in a dog? <laughs> Or a uh, cat. It was a cat. I know what you're talking about. Like, and it? then it was a Matthew Perry that was in a dog. And I don't want that. Or was it his son? I don't nine know. lives. Nine, nine lives. lives. I don't I've want that. You don't want nine lives? I don't want nine lives. Listen I, to this shit. So today's the big day. Have you thought about what you want? Look at how, like, the way you can tell about a family-friendly movie about with really stupid lines yeah. is that everything is evenly lit. Yeah. You ever notice that? Everything. It's just like they took the, the bar one, like, brighter. More, like, more color. Yes, they just turned up the lights. Turn up just, the lights, turn up the saturation. Yeah. Yep. I hate it. It's like over oversaturated, dude. It's oversaturated. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> hate, hate. By the way, I've never heard. It. I've never heard of this film. You've never heard. I, no, we talked about Nine Lives before. No, I've, heard, I've never heard of this for film. good reason. Oh my goodness! I guess I got after this. We'll show you the full trailer for Nine Lives. It is like the pinnacle of like, what the fuck happened? It's the pinnacle of Who like. Who came up with this idea? Who okayed this? It was the. It was the pinnacle of like a. Uh, you know what? We have an empty block. Where a movie's supposed to be, we have Kevin Spacey, who by contract, contractual obligation, has He's, to star in like so many movies a year. Mm -hmm. You know what? Fuck it, just throw him in. He's a talking cat now. <laughs> <laughs> does uh, does this make more sense than Mousetrap? Which one was Mousetrap? Mousetrap is one of those two guys trying to like they open a cheese factory. E I like oh mousetrap. So do I. I like mousetrap. Don't you come at mousetrap like that. Don't come at mousetrap like that. Suck ass, man. Dude. Don't you dare. All right. You take but, that back. No, no. They went through the entire film fighting. Oh, we're going to kill this one mouse. At the very end, no, we're best friends with the mouse now. Yeah. Yes. They make string Dude, cheese. It works, exactly. man. Because he makes string cheese. He That's gets it. to work at the factory and help them make new types of cheese. It's just a pre-ratatouille. Uh, <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> it's just, it's ratatouille 
not it's Ratatouille who's pissed. It's a dirtier Ratatouille. Yes, but you know it still worked. Don't give rat, mouse chap shit. Okay, their their father's real, corpse. What, they lost control of their father's corpse, and it went down a sewer. All right, that's not a family friendly movie. <laughs> and right then and there, it set the tone for everything else. All right, Nine Lives, Nine Lives has Kevin Spacey in a cat with inner monologue. Oh man. I hope that's not a hairball. No, it's that stupid standard family friendly. I'm a parent, but I don't know how to be a good parent until something happens. Now I have to be more into my daughter's life against my will. But then I learned I actually like my daughter a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's one of those. How many films have done that? Dude, so many. <laughs> Unrelated as well. It's the reason why I can't watch Sonic. Really? Cannot watch Sonic. What, why? Because it's filled with those really cheesy kid one-liners. Like, for instance, type in Sonic the Hedgehog and type in the worst. Nope. Nothing. Oh my goodness, hold on. And you'll know what I'm talking about. It's it's filled with really stupid one-liners where it's like, wow, that was deep. Did you watch Oprah? This 14-second clip? Try it. No, I think it's just uh Yep. It's movie night at Casa de Sonic, and it's your turn to pick. But I am not watching Snow Dogs again. That movie is the worst. Immediately throwing my remote at the TV. <laughs> Immediate reaction. That is meant for children to quote to one another on the playground between recesses. Okay? I mean, technically it is a kid's film, so... But moments like that... Those stupid one-liners it, like it, that. It throws you out. It really throws me out. Yeah. It just really just solidifies like, you know what? This is a kid's movie. It's not for adults. Don't bother watching it. You know what? Throw on Cocomelon while you're at it. <laughs> you really hate Cocomelon, don't you? Dude, I hate Cocomelon, man. Dude, luckily I have no little kids in my life, so I'm good. Not huh. yet. Thank, thank God. It's way your sister has kids, man. Yeah, you got to throw that bitch on. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Like I said, I luckily I skated through the whole Let It Go and Baby Shark. I skated through all that. But you can watch Bluey though. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can watch Bluey. Watch it as an adult. It's more like an anthology for adults than it is for kids. <laughs> kids would be like, oh my God, you know, they're going to play with blocks. When in more, it's not like, damn, I, I resonate with these parents. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that went a little off the rails, so we're going to yes. cut this topic a little short. Yeah. So we want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast. I'm curious on your thoughts on tonight's topic. How do you feel about movie trails and teasers? Are they showing too much? Are they showing not enough? You can leave a comment below if you're watching this on the Next Unit YouTube channel. If not, we'll be putting this up on our open forum on our website at www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash redbandpodcast for a listen to discuss episode topics and various other film-related news. We put out episodes every Monday. For audio listeners, you can find the Red Band Podcast on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course our website, which I'll say again, www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash redbandpodcast. 
And as usual, before we fully close out, Mike has those last end notes for you guys. Yes. As Anthony's mentioned before, all the different ways you'll be able to listen to us, including iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. Uh, you can also be able to watch us on YouTube and watch these live banters at your leisure. Not to mention our Patreon account that we have as well. So consider heading on over there. Uh, consider subscribing to one of the deals that we have going on because more subscribers equals more content. So head on over there send it to a friend or family that you think might enjoy it as well and boom look at that a second time nice and smooth look at that throwing it back bam take it at you <laughs> you guys hear from mike please like and subscribe and we'll see you next time later taters